Up next, we have Colin Quinlan joining me to break down the final week of the regular season. Playoffs start next week. We talk about the playing game, a potential Lakers-Warriors playing game, which would be awesome. We break down the East, and we also talk about the wide-open West and what players and teams might surprise. Finally, we talk about the five players under the age of 25 we'd most like to start our franchise with. Um, Some predictable choices here probably, but a couple surprises as well. Tune in for that. This one was a lot of fun to do. Welcome to Your Best Bets. We haven't talked about the NBA uh, on the podcast for a couple months now. I think it was at least before the All-Star break. And with the last week of the regular season coming into play this week and the playoff picture really coming into play very soon, uh, we felt like it was time to have our NBA guru, I'm going to keep calling him that, uh, Colin (laughs) Quinlan back on the show. Colin, what's up? What's been going on? Hey, what's going on, Phil? I'm uh, excited to be back on. It's been a little bit, so uh, hopefully we can uh, talk about some basketball here and see uh, what's going on here in the NBA. Yeah, it's uh, the, the playoff picture is coming into to a clearer view. Uh, the 72-game season is wrapping up this week. Um the season's been a bit bumpy as far as, you know, COVID playing through that. There was a couple major stoppages for some teams, but the last couple months have been pretty good. And now we're coming into the final week where we, we are kind of seeing who's going to be playing in their, their way into the top six uh, to avoid any of these playoff or the playing game situations. And right now, um, I mean, it's it's unbelievable to say this, but the Lakers right now are going to be in the playing game, and uh, it's I guess they have five games left, and it's 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 going to be really interesting to see if they can pass the Blazers or the Mavs for the fifth or sixth seed. But on paper, the Lakers Warriors uh, the seven eight game for the first half of the playing game sounds pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the season, who would have thought, right? I mean, Lakers Warriors as a playing game. At the end of the year, who would have thought that? Lakers, obviously, coming off a championship win, no one would have thought they would have been in a playing game. But obviously, with the injuries to uh, LeBron and AD, they obviously had a tough stretch uh, with those games. Um, But Warriors, uh, they're an interesting team to me, too, though, just because, you know, Steph Curry's doing what he's doing. He's unbelievable. So if that happens to be the playing game, I think we're in for a real treat there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the game would be at L.A., but with the, the lack of, you know, I guess a lot of fans in the building, I don't know how much that matters. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to play Steph Curry in a one-game situation right now. I mean, just last night he put up what, 49 and 29 minutes. I mean, what he's been doing the last month and a half, two months, has been complete insanity. What can you compare it to? in sports is i mean is there any comparison watching him play basketball right now i i really don't know if there is i mean the dude's unbelievable i think i saw he broke just like a couple more records just with these past few games he's been playing i think 
I saw, what was it? F- yeah, 58 games to reach 300 threes on the season. That's an NBA record. 22 games with at least 10 threes. That's a record. And then 12 games with at least 11 threes. That's another record. I mean, the dude's breaking records left and right. He's just out playing out of his mind. It's really incredible to watch. And I think this is just a testament to really how good of a player this dude is. Just seeing him on those KD Warriors teams kind of like not necessarily washed him out, but it didn't really portray how good of a player he actually was. So I think we're really able to see how good of a player Steph Curry is, and we're really just able to enjoy him as a player right now, which is really cool. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, I think when Durant was on the Warriors, I mean, he and, and he was definitely at the peak of his powers during those those title teams, but I think it did overshadow Steph and what he was doing and what he had been doing before KD got there in 2015, 2016. And now with what happened you know, to Klay Thompson in the offseason, uh, I don't know what the expectations were for them realistically. I I, I know they're kind of where we thought they could be, you know, right around the the playing situation. But seeing it play out the way it has, it's just been incredible. The only comparison I had was, I, but it's not really the same as watching Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, play quarterback right now. Um, but the problem is, is he's you know he's off the field for half the game. And with Steph, it's, it's, it's nonstop. And, um, there's, he's just making shots that you can't even fathom doing, you know, any other guy making, I mean, of course there are guys that can make those type of shots, Damian Lillard, um, the first one that comes to mind, but it's, it's just with the complete focus of the defense. Um, and he's still doing what he's doing. It's been absolutely incredible. So if, if we get Lakers warriors for the seven, eight game, um, that's going to be awesome. Uh, the Lakers are a complete wild card at this point. Um, uh, like you said, LeBron and Davis have probably only played what 15, 20 games together this season. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to say what they're going to look like. They've had a lot of inconsistent, uh, you know, play from a lot of the role players, but you know, when they were without LeBron and AD for a good stretch, I mean, you know, like guys like Dennis Schroeder played well, but they just didn't have enough scoring to win enough, win games. Just a very mediocre team. Nothing special. Right. Right. Um, so we're looking at Lakers warriors and the Grizzlies and Spurs seem pretty solid right there for the nine and 10 in the West and the East. Uh, you know, the Celtics are, right now are sitting at seven and, and Jason Tatum's been playing unbelievable. We might talk about uh, a little bit more about him later, but um, Celtics Hornets at the seven and eight and the wizards and Pacers at the nine and 10. And it looks like the bulls are too far back to get to the 10 spot. Um, in theory, you would think that the Celtics would, would probably get, out of that situation, you know, um, but right now the wizards are kind of scary. Um, uh, you know, Bradley Beals an offensive force and Russell Westbrook, I got to give it to him. I thought he was dead and he's been, he's been, I mean, he's been unbelievable again, the last you know month of the season. Yeah. I think I just saw that he tied Oscar Robinson's triple double record. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I really didn't know if, someone was going to touch that uh that record there but he did so i mean you got to give props to the man but uh i i think i saw bradley beal beal did get injured last game i don't know if it's too serious or not but 
obviously if he's hurt, that's a big hit to the team. And I don't know if Westbrook would really be able to carry that team. But um, yeah, the Wizards have been making some noise lately, and he uh, he Beal dropped fifty the other night. So if him and Westbrook are playing like that, they're they're a solid team. So um, I think it just depends on the health of the team and uh, if those two guys can keep it up. Um, let's 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 stay in the East. I want to just talk about the the top right now. Um, you know, the Sixers are slotted in. You know, to probably get the one seed. They're three games ahead of the Nets. They've won their last eight. Um, I, I think they're going to be really tough out uh, in the playoffs in, in the East uh, with with Embiid just playing with this renewed confidence. Um, it's no secret. I picked him before the season to be MVP. He was having an MVP season. Um, and unfortunately the injury kind of derailed it and uh, it, he lost track on that. But I, I, I think their team is really well balanced this year compared to where it has been um, with, uh, you know, the addition of Seth Curry, Danny Green. Uh, the D- team is more balanced from the perimeter and guys like Harris and Ben Simmons is playing out of his mind too. Uh, do you like this team as well? I do really enjoy this Sixer team. I think this is one of the best Sixer teams we've seen. Uh, Joel, as you said, he's he's unstoppable. The man's having the best year of his career, and we're seeing uh, Ben Simmons have a defensive player of the year type of year. So uh, if this team can keep it up, I think they can definitely make some noise in the playoffs. Um, they're They're currently top three in the NBA in uh, defense. So I think if they were to somehow play one of the higher scoring teams in the uh, playoffs, I think they'd be able to handle them just because their defense is so solid. And Joel is a monster in the paint. So I think they can, they can take on pretty much just about anybody. So I, I, I do like that team very much. I mean, in theory, if you have a, let's say a net Sixers Eastern conference final, I mean, who from the Nets is going to be guarding and be? Are we talking about DeAndre Jordan? Uh, <laughs> you throw him Blake. You throw Blake Griffin on him for ten, twelve put minutes. Put Blake on him. That'd be uh, fun to see. Right, right. I, I just, I just don't. I don't know how anyone matches up with them. I mean, the Bucks. If 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 it's them, I mean, of course Giannis physically is is right there. But you know, I don't know if I'd want Giannis you know guarding and bead and having to produce on the offensive end as well. Um, uh, so be- between the Nets and the Bucks, who in your mind would you take as as a more, I guess, complete contender to the Sixers? The Nets, the offensive powerhouse, or the Bucks, who have kind of been overlooked now, but I don't know if they're that much worse than they were last year. Now, uh, I I just don't know if I can trust the Bucks. I mean, all they really have is, I mean, Giannis. He's he's great, obviously, but. He, he hasn't shown up in the playoffs recently, so I don't know if we can really trust the Bucks. Um, I, I guess I would like the Nets more just because they can score, or at least they've shown that they can score. So if they can keep up that scoring in the playoffs, I, I would probably pick them over the Bucks just because of the sheer uh, number they would put on the scoreboard. But I don't know if they'd be able to stop Joel, as you said, or even Ben Simmons just because of, of his driving ability. So I... I, I guess I would take the Nets, but I don't know if I'd really like either of those teams, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Uh, you know, the, you know, the Nets are, are terrifying. You know, on paper to guard with, with you know, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant, and you know, Joe Harris providing the shooting that they need. 
Uh, I just, you know, I, I just worry about who's the guy at the end of the game. Who's the end of the, who's the guy at the end clutch situations, you know, in my mind, it's, it's, it's always Durant, but Kyrie has shown, you know, uh, the ability to, to be one of the best clutch players of the last five years. So, um, that's, that's an interesting dynamic in my mind, but I still like the Sixers a whole heck of a lot. Like you mentioned, defense really comes in, into play in the playoffs. And, um, Ben Simmons is arguably the best overall defensive player in the league. He can guard multiple positions. I think he should be defensive player of the year. I think Rudy Gobert is probably going to win it again. Uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, I mean, Simmons has just been a freak. Um, and, and, he's unreal. And, and if he, I mean, if he could shoot any, any, even bit, a little bit, <laughs> he'd be, you know, a top five player in the league. But um, who, who in the East, maybe besides those top three, is there anybody capable of making a run to, I don't know, the Eastern Conference Finals, you think? Oh, I, I'm not really a fan of really any of the teams. I mean, in terms of sheer talent, I think the Celtics could do it, but they just really haven't shown me much all season. They've been way too inconsistent. But I think if I had to pick a team, I would probably go the Celtics just because they have the guys. They they got Tatum, they got Brown, they got Kemba. So, I mean, in terms of talent and capability, I'd probably go the Celtics, but they just really haven't shown me much all season. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, the talent is clearly there. Um, they have gelled at times and other times they look like they have no chemistry at all. So they're really, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint what they're going to be on any given night. I still, I I would still pick the heat. Um, I, I think their ceiling is high enough where they could, you know, they could upset the bucks again, which by the way is right now the three, six matchup. Um, that would be kind of awesome to see that uh, as a first round rematch from the, from, from the bubble and see if the heat could do it again. But uh, Jimmy Butler's been playing great. Um, I, I think a lot of that, that team had a lot of injuries this season. Um, and I'm kind of with you. I, I, I mean, it seems like it's a good separation in the top three, but uh, uh, I don't know if there's any one of those teams that can make a realistic run. Um, I think out West though, it is, it just feels really uncertain and really wide open. I don't know if you agree with me with the Lakers situation, um, you know, the jazz and the Suns being such good regular season teams this year. Um, and then you have the Clippers still lingering and the nuggets with, you know, Jokic as the MVP and they've been playing still unbelievable basketball, even after the injury to Jamal Murray, um, who in the West who in the West do you like, you know, as, as far as getting to the Western Conference Finals and then and then maybe getting to the finals? I I really think any team one through seven could do it. I think it if they catch fire, I think I think it could happen. I mean, we've seen the Jazz be dominant all season, but they really haven't done much in the playoffs. So we need to see that consistency before I can really depend on them to uh, play well in the playoffs. So out of all the, I'd say, seven top teams to make a run, I I think I like the Nuggets. I, I know the, the injury to Murray hurts a lot, but Jokic has been playing out of his mind. He's obviously the clear-cut MVP, and I think the uh, addition of Aaron Gordon really helps that team a lot, as well as the uh, increased production from Michael Porter Jr. this year. So I, 
I like the Nuggets. I don't know if they can make a run, but if I had to pick a team, I'd probably go the Nuggets here. I'm with you. I I, I, I do like the Nuggets um, because Jokic has become unguardable. Um, you double him. I think he wants you to double team him because so, he's such an amazing passer. Um, he, he's gotten to the point in his career where he's kind of like LeBron, where LeBron wants you to double uh, because he's going to make a the right choice and be a great pass, and Jokic has gotten there. And if you single him, he's going to score. I don't know three out of every five times, or get to the the, the foul line. So, uh, I think just being maybe the just the best player in the league this season, um, they're playing with confidence. And I have, you know, I don't necessarily have a ton of questions about the what the Clippers offer I feel like I know who they are and I, I for some reason I don't know about you I just feel like there's still there's still something missing there um and, and maybe you know this is the point where I dog on Paul George like I normally do but <laughs> I, I I just something just doesn't give me confidence about them uh in the playoffs and I guess my lingering uh memory is is their game seven effort against the Nuggets and the the Western semis last year but uh the Jazz and the Suns, I mean... They're I interesting. They're interesting. The Jazz, I think we expected this. I mean, at least them to be a good team. The Suns have really been an incredible story. Um, I don't think anyone saw this coming. I think, you know, we thought maybe they could be in the playoffs, they could be a top five, six seed, but to be as good as they've been, I mean, um, are they a realistic threat to get to the finals and potentially win it? Um... I don't know about winning, but just with how close everything is in the West, I I think they could maybe get there. I mean, they have the talent. They got Booker. They got Aiden. They got the vet and Chris Paul. I mean, that man needs a ring. So, I mean, why not? I mean, they're definitely talented enough. I just don't know if the team as a whole has enough experience to do so. But I, I like the team. They're definitely interesting. I just don't know if I trust them enough to take on, you know, guys like the Lakers or guys like the Clippers. I, I they're they're good. I just don't know if I can trust them to necessarily perform in the playoffs. I mean, let's let's say the Lakers play in the playing game and they and they win that game. That means the Suns will play the Lakers in the first round. I mean, how incredible would that be? They would have to beat the Lakers. And then they have to beat the probably the Clippers in in the Western semis the first two rounds. <laughs> um, it's just a, it's a tough task in the West to 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 win back to back series, and, and that's what I ask myself: who's capable of winning two series to get to the to the Western Finals? And it, it's it's really hard to pinpoint. I know a lot of this is matchup based, um, but it's. To to me, I, I I think the Nuggets are in an interesting spot because I think they are they're a much better team than the Mavericks or the Blazers, um, and it, which could is probably going to be their first round uh, series as long as I stay in the four spot, and then potentially facing the Jazz in the second round. I I, I don't know, just something I, the way you feel about the Suns is kind of the way I feel about the Jazz. I just something about them that I don't trust completely, um, and you know maybe I'm wrong very well could be um it, it let's let's talk about the lakers real quick is there any way they can just you know turn turn the switch on and you know 
make a run and 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 get some of that uh i don't know energy and that that chemistry back from where they were in the bubble and just make a run to you know you know get to the western finals is that possible i mean i personally think a healthy lakers team is the best team in the league so i i think if they're all healthy and they're all playing to their capabilities i think they can win it all it just depends on obviously the health of the team and i think chemistry could be could be a slight issue just because we haven't seen these guys play all all that much together this season just because of the injuries but i mean it's a team with lebron and anthony davis on it so i mean this team's really capable of anything they want to do if they're all healthy so Personally, I think they can they can make a run and win it if they're all healthy. The odds on DraftKings Sportsbook have the, have the Nets favored at plus two hundred, the Lakers at plus four hundred, um, and and then you go down the board. The Clippers follow the Jazz, the Bucks, the Sixers come in at plus one thousand. Surprisingly, even as the one seed right now in the East. The Suns at plus fourteen hundred, and then the Nuggets are the uh, the eighth team in the odds, plus thirty five hundred. Um, wow, that's pretty surprising. Um, I I think we both would probably pick the Sixers and the Nuggets based on the odds, based on what we just said as well. For um, sure. But the Sixers, I really like at plus one thousand. Um, I think that's a great number on them. Um, to kind of update, I think all of the all of the postseason awards or, or I'm um, yeah postseason awards have already regular season awards are already solved. I mean we've we talked about Jokic he's he's going to win the MVP. I think Rookie of the Year is is Lamelo Ball still even though Anthony Edwards has been awesome. He's been last, turning it on. Yeah, and uh, it's an interesting situation in Minnesota with he and uh, you know Carl Anthony Towns. Um, some young pieces there. Um, most improved, it's definitely Julius Randle, who's been awesome. Um, he's been really putting up some numbers, filling the stat sheet this year. Six man's going to Jordan Clarkson. Um, and then, like I, I mentioned earlier, the the defensive player of the year is probably, probably Rudy's again, even though I think Ben Simmons is deserving. Um, kind of going off of uh, – you sent me a list earlier, which I really liked as far as what we could kind of discuss tonight. Is there any player that's in the playoffs that you think could just put the team on their back and lead them to a first round upset or lead them, you know, to a deep run in the playoffs? Well, I mean, with the way he's been playing, I think Steph Curry can do just about anything right now. Even though this Warriors team is not good at all, I think I think Steph Curry can carry a team on his back for a series or two to lead them to a few playoff wins. I mean, the dude's unstoppable. They're they're double teaming, teaming him before he crosses half court and he's still making yeah. threes, putting up 40 points a game. So, I mean, I think if anyone's capable of leading a horrible team to a few playoff wins, it's this guy. I mean, he he's unbelievable. So... I, I think I think Curry could do something special this time around this year. Uh, I my my answer is is Jason Tatum. Um, I, I, although it would be it would be a, a really tough matchup with either the Nets or the Bucks um, if as long as they get through the play in situation. But Tatum has 
he he's been showing his elite offensive ability the last month. We know he got sixty in a, a couple weeks ago, um, and he's just one of these guys that once he gets going, doesn't seem like he's going to miss. And uh, I'd li- I'd like to see what he can do if they get through the playing game. Um, you know, sometimes the pressure's off when you're the heavy underdog, and you can kind of just you can just kind of just go for it and. Uh, See if that happens with them. Um, I, of course, I'm with you on Steph. I just want to see, want to see I, I, if they don't win the first, you know, the first set of playing games with the Lake, the, or the first playing game with the Lakers. I definitely think they can get by the Grizzlies or Spurs to still get in the playoffs, and I hope they do just to see Steph. Um, what I really want to get to, and, and you had this excellent, um, this excellent idea of talking about our our top players that we picked to start a franchise with under the age of 25. And I love this idea because there's so many good young players. When I was looking at this today, I was like, Oh my God, this guy's 24. You know, and mm-hmm. I have a right. bunch of, you know, honorable mention kind of guys that, that mm-hmm. we'll get to. But, um, I, but before I want to talk about the list, I want to talk about, is this, is this who I would take today to start a franchise with or who I do, who I think is going to be, who I think is going to be the best player in three years? What give me give me the criteria before mm. we give the list here? I think you go off of how you're projecting their career to be. Okay. 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 That that helps me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some guys that didn't make the list, and I'll see if they made your list. But I I would be surprised if they did. Um, Demontis Sabonis. He didn't make the list, but really like him. Um, I also have uh, Shay Gillis Alexander, who I think is I love him. Yeah, incredibly, awesome. yeah, incredibly underrated. Still very young, and I mean the Thunder are god awful. But <laughs> it would be really interesting to see him as is the best player or second best player on a on a real contender. Um, also, not making my top five. I don't. I don't know if you'll have him because I know of your your strong affinity for him. But John Morant is not not in my top five. Um, his shooting really concerns me. It's really been uh, it's it's declined here this season, and I, I I have some questions about him. But I think he's still you know still an excellent player. Um, Trey Young's not in my top five either, um, but I do think Trey's been playing some better basketball this year. Um, I think there's less of the Steph Curry. I'm just going to pull up from 30 feet and, and shoot. Um, and then a guy like Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's really improved. Um, he was an all-star this year, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. And uh, really improved, and he's he's very solid on both sides of the ball. Um, I, w- I would feel pretty good in theory if Jalen Brown was probably my second best player. Um, what are some guys that didn't make your top five? Um, I honestly had pretty much the exact same honorable mention list as you. Um, I think one of the guys I had, who was it? Oh, I can't remember who it was, but I, I did really like, uh, Jalen Brown. I, I think out of those guys you just mentioned, I think I would pick Jalen Brown to start a franchise with. I mean, he, he's the second fiddle, I think to Tatum, but he's, he's really coming, um, into himself, I think this year, he's he's proven he can be the second guy, and I think he could uh, be the first guy on a on a solid team. So 
I, I would like Jalen Brown to start a franchise with for sure. Uh, do you uh, give me your number five player? All right, my number five. So j- this is just because he is so he's so young and he's already already a pretty dynamic player. So my number five is Lamelo Ball. I just think he's he's 19 years old and he's he's lighting up the NBA already. So I mean, wow. While he, he he's not he's not he's not amazing yet, but I am projecting him to be a he's gonna I think he's gonna be a superstar. He's he's 19 years old and he's already doing the things he's doing. So I mean, if I had just just from sheer age, he's 19 years old. I think that would be a just a solid guy to have on your team to project into a superstar later. He's been incredibly efficient too. Um, uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I thought he was going to be more of a one-trick pony when I he agree. came into the league. I, I thought he was just going to, you know, I thought he might score average twenty a game. I didn't expect him to be this good of a passer. He, he's a stud. I mean, I, I, I was one of the people telling my friends that he he wasn't going to be anything. He was just going to be this kind of this hyped up uh, superstar kid that wasn't going to plan out to anything. But I, I I believe that he's going to be a a pretty good player one day. So I, I I would really like him to start a franchise with just, I mean, he's 19 and he's, he's dynamic already. Uh, Yeah. I, I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I'm a little surprised, but uh, I know you're a fan of his, um, I really struggled with number five, and I considered, um, I considered four different guys at my fifth spot um, before settling. So I considered Devin Booker, I considered um, Donovan Mitchell, Bam, and uh, Jalen Brown. I decided to settle on Bam, and, um, and and I might be. I, I might be wrong for taking him over Mitchell and Booker. Uh, we know how good Booker's been, and he. I think he's he's playing better this year with Paul being the point guard there, and you know he's not having to you know take thirty shots a game. And Mitchell's been excellent. There's no doubt about it. I just wonder if he's hit his ceiling um, as far as how much better he can become. Um, I still think. And and, I, and by the way, I have questions for both of those guys as far as their defensive ability. And I just look at a guy like Bam, who is, um, you know, one of the best defensive players and just versatile big men in basketball. Um, He's offensively. I think he has room to grow. Um, He's, he's averaging just over 19 a game, Um, 19, nine and five. I mean, so this guy he in the post he's he's kind of a poor man's Jokic. She he can really pass the ball pretty well. Um, averaging five assists, five assists for a, a big guy is pretty pretty dang solid. And so I think he just got to expand his game out from the basket a little more. But defensively, he can you know he can switch. He can guard you know small guys. And uh, I just like his ability on both ends of the floor. So Bam is my number five. Who do you got at number four? All right, my number four is a guy you mentioned. I got Booker right there. He he's twenty four years old, but he already has five years of NBA experience, and he's he's playing really well this year. I I I don't think he got really the recognition he has deserved over the past few years just because he's been on a bad Phoenix team. But as of late, 
with you know the addition of Chris Paul, like you said, and uh, he's got a big man in uh, DeAndre Ayton now. I I think both those guys have really helped him kind of develop into a a, a very good scorer and a better passer. So I, I would I would enjoy having Booker as one of my guys to start a franchise with just because of his uh his his young age and his already five year NBA experience. Really interested to see what he's gonna be um uh what or I guess what he's gonna be like in this year's playoffs. Um, you know, I think being under CP three, his his kind of under his wing this year, and then especially in the playoffs this year, I think that's really going to help him as far as his growth, just getting this experience and, and, and watching what a real pro like Paul does. Um, my number four, and I'm assuming he's not going to make your top three now, uh, it's Ben Simmons. And I, I already talked about how much I love him. I think he's the best overall defensive player in basketball. Um, I know he can't shoot. And I don't know if it's I don't know if he can't shoot or he just has been unwilling to to have confidence in, in himself to actually go shoot the ball. I don't know yet. Um, but I don't know what his issue is. I don't he's, know. He's a strange case. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and, and again, I don't know if it's I don't know if it matters because he's just so elite everywhere else. Um, uh, like I said, being 6'11", 240, he can pretty much guard all five positions at a high level. Um, and I mean, he, I've even seen a couple of games where he's done a pretty good job protecting the basket. Um, um, so no, doesn't shoot threes, but I just think he's, he's his playmaking ability on the offensive end and, and getting everyone involved is elite. Um, he can score when he, when he has to, I think he put up 40 in a game against Utah on the road this year, um, when Embiid was out. Uh, I just I think he has more in the tank offensively that he hasn't tapped into, um, uh, so I, I I still think Simmons at his age and 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 what he can do defensively and, and again room to grow on the offensive end. That's why I have him at number four. I I really like I really like Simmons. I I just kept him off his list just because I I just wish he could shoot. I if he could shoot, I would I would really like Ben Simmons. I mean, as you said, he's a, very versatile defender. He can guard anybody on the court. He's a great passer. I just, I wish he could shoot the ball. That that would make him one of the top ten players in the league. Easy. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fascinating case, like we've said. And he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't even try. Um, it's 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 kind of insane. Um, all right, you're number three. All right, my top three. I really think are pretty fluid. I I had a hard time kind of deciding between my top three but at three i had zion so obviously this year he's been unbelievable just completely dominant he can get a bucket in the paint whenever he wants to he's been bullying guys at ease really i mean he can he can get a bucket when he wants he's 20 years old he has plenty of room to to uh develop and although he doesn't have a great outside shot yet he's shown flashes where he can make some of the threes he's taken yeah. so I, I i would like to see him develop more of a three-point shot and maybe um become a little bit better of a dribbler kind of like a more of a ben simmons type i think that would really just open up his game even more than it already is but i i really like zion and what he's doing this year so i he's one of the guys i think could just um take the league by storm in the next coming years 
uh, I mean, he's only 20, right? Yeah. 20 years old. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so I, I had him at number two. Um, uh, so I'll just share that, but he, he, like you said, he, I mean, his, his ability to just score at will in the paint is, is not something we've seen. I, I don't know, I guess since, I mean, when LeBron has shown that he wants to, he usually can. And, and Zion, I think is just tapping into that. I mean, it's, he's been a force of nature. He's unlike any player we've ever seen in the league. I think with his size and speed, the build of his body, um, I mean, it's, he, he's incredible to watch. Um, I wish he had a better coach. I wish he didn't have Stan Van Gundy as his coach. And I don't know how much longer that will, that will, <laughs> that will go on. So we might get a different coach, but um, I honestly, I didn't know. I, I thought there was a chance when he came into the league because we saw so little of him at Duke and, you know, of course he was so physically imposing at the collegiate level. I, I didn't quite know if it would translate. I'll be honest, but I was wrong, and it's been incredible. And I think um, that's why I have him at number two because I, I think he has um, the ability to be a Hall of Fame player. Um, and he's so young, and he should only get better. Um, so since you you talked about your number three, who is who is Zion, and I had him at number two. My number three was Jason Tatum, and. Uh, I, of course, we kind of talked about splitting hairs, but he, like I said, he, I think he is truly an elite offensive player. Um, I think he has the ability to get to the foul line more. I think sometimes he settles for jumpers maybe more than he should. Um, But I think he is absolutely an elite scorer. I think he's going to win a scoring title at some point in the next three or four years. And uh, I think his ball handling has really improved from the last couple of years. You know, when, uh, you know, the, the Celtics played the Cavs in the Eastern conference finals a couple of years ago when he was a really young player, I think now, I mean, like he, he's just, I really trust him as not only a scorer, but getting his teammates involved more. Um, I know the Celtics can kind of be a mess, but I just I think Tatum has huge, huge potential. Uh, who is your number two? That was my number two was Jason Tatum. He he, I, I agree with everything you've just said. He's he's a stud. I mean, as a rookie, he dunked on LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, yeah. How I mean, how much confidence do you have to have to do that? I mean, he's a stud. He he makes his teammates better. He can score at pretty much at will. Like you said, I would like to see um, have him develop his shot a little bit better, but he he's he's going to be an elite scorer, and he he's already developing pretty much as we expected him to when he came into the league. So I think he's only going to get better, and he he I think he will win a scoring title, like you said. Um. I'm sure we both have the number one player, uh, or the number one player is the same on both our lists. But I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk about him first. All right, it's the man Luca. I mean, I I I was hesitant when he came into the league. I I obviously had no idea who he was, so I I I didn't know that he was playing pro ball since he was what like 
16, 16 years old. So obviously that helps, but I, I didn't know if it would necessarily translate to the league, but I was, I was obviously wrong. He's, he's a rookie of the year, two time all-star first team, all NBA. He essentially averages a triple double. I mean, he, he's, he is a, he's a good shooter. Obviously he could improve his three point shot a little bit, but he, he's a great passer. He gets the boards. He can score. He, he can, he can lead a team to, uh, to, he can lead a team in places. So, I, I would like to see him develop the shot a little bit more, but obviously I, I think Luke is the clear-cut number one guy here. I th- uh, Yeah, I'm with you on the shooting. I think I think there's t- too many nights where I, I'll look at the stat line and I see he's he's two for eight from three or, you know, one for one for seven. Um, in fact, just I'm kind of looking at his, his game logs the last few games. I mean, I know there's games where he makes four or five threes, but – a lot of a lot of games where he'll make one and, the, and it's a low percentage, so I think that is if you're going to nitpick, that's the one area that you could say he needs to get better at. Um, I know he loves that step back, um, but however, it does seem like he has that. I guess I don't know if it's a real thing, but the clutch gene. I mean, if you look back to the bubble when he 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 made the shot against the Clippers. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he made a ridiculous, uh, you know, game winner. That I mean, just the level of difficulty was unbelievable. Um, so th- there is something about him at the end of the game that I do trust. I think that means a lot. Um, I mean, just a couple weeks ago, he put up thirty-one, twenty, and and twelve. I mean, it, like we said, he's ridiculous. He's, his ability to to get everyone involved, um, and, and that's something I like. Is 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 he an impactful player on the defensive end? No, but I I don't I don't and I don't know if he ever will be. Um, you know, he's not the most athletic guy, which makes what he does even more impressive. Um, he has this this guile and this just way about of way about him to get open and and, and to make these shots. It's it's really impressive. It's just fun to watch, and there's just something about him that. Um, that you can't you can't pinpoint, but you just feel like you gotta you gotta check out what Luke is doing. Um, He's so kind, I kind of out of the uh, James Harden mold a little bit. Yes, kind of just this a scoring passing, but not really all there on defense. But yeah. he'll get you the points and get everyone involved. Yeah, and even a similar type of player, kind of like a herky-jerky, you know, step backs. Um, you know, it's he's not going to blow by you, but he just figures out a way to get around you. And I, I just, I, I don't know, I kind of love that. Um, I kind of figured we'd we'd have at least the similar top player, or I, I guess top two, three players. Um, and I thought there's a good chance we'd both have Luca, But you did surprise me with Lamelo, so I, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the thought there. Um, so who, who's your official finals pick before the playoffs start? Oh, I got the Lakers. Wow. I, I, I just, I just, I just love that team. I, I think if, I think if LeBron and AD are both healthy, I think they're winning it all. I, LeBron's just, he just got, he just got it. He's going to get you to the finals if he's healthy. So I, I think if they're there, they're winning it. I, I listen. I, I know no one loves LeBron more than both you and I. Um, but it did make me kind of bummed out the other day when I when I heard him say he'll never be one hundred percent again. 
And, um, you know, I, I think injuries have taken a little bit of a toll. Um, obviously age and just the amount of insane miles he has on his body. But, um, you know, there is, there is going to be a point where we're, we're going to start to see the downside and, uh, it's, it's shocking that maybe it's starting now, but we'll see if maybe they get a playoff run out of it and, uh, he can lead them to the finals again. I still like the Sixers. I'll stand by my Sixers pick. I, I, I just think that it's their time. I think their team is incredibly balanced and I, I like a team that, that can make stops uh, this time of year and then also have the ability to get a bucket from a, a guy that I think is basically unguardable uh, this season in, in Joel Embiid. So I'll take the Sixers. Um, anything else, Colin, on, on the NBA before we get into the postseason? Uh, I think I'm good. I just hope we get I hope we get that Lakers Warriors playing game. I think I think that'd just be awesome. So uh, we can hope for that and hope for a good uh, playoff series. Yeah, I, I, I hope it is that that situation as well. Can't wait. Uh, Colin, thanks for joining me. Appreciate your insight. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. I always love uh, talking some basketball with you. We'll uh we'll definitely be throwing a couple podcasts once the postseason starts. Uh, so tune in to your best bets and uh, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>